Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 24 of the Nomads Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon, I am the host, and I'm also here with Eric. Bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> ah, yes! <laughs> oh, man. All right, and... Oh, that's a good one. And Dave? Tell me you like me lobster. <laughs> yes, that's definitely that, my favorite Does that line. help? So, I mean, that um, is pretty classic. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, or you could have gone with the what? That was an instant. What? 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 <laughs> The what? The what's? Yep. Oh, out of nowhere. Um, holy cow. We are talking about The Lighthouse. And I tell you what, if you just hear the name and you see the poster or whatever, you're probably like, what is this about? Is this a timepiece? It looks like a timepiece when you look at Willem Dafoe's uh, character. And you're like, all right, maybe not for me. Uh, but then you're like, oh, no, I heard it's like a horror movie. But then you're just like, well, I watched it. It's not a horror movie. It's. It's not even a thriller. It's Dave. You called it in something else. You called it like an art piece, right? It's like oh, it's when I was in college for film. They used to have to watch these kind of movies all the time. It was like a art house movie, or it's filled with metaphors and long dialogues and stuff like that. Okay, but art house. Yeah, we'll get into that. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but before I knew anything about it, I thought this was going to be some pretentious like bullshit but i was pleasantly surprised well i wouldn't it's recommend something that i oh that uh we <laughs> at least have good conversation for but all right all right everybody slow down real quick let's just catch up on what we've been doing so if there's anything cool that you you want to shout out now's the time we'll go with dave first uh i haven't been up to too much i was trying to finish resident evil 2 into the last level of that, the remake, and then uh, we started playing some Resident Evil 7 on stream for a little bit. Yeah, when you uh, say we... We'll save that one for later. I can't play that game either. I'm so scared. <laughs> we I, tried. I can't play the game, man. So I was like, we're, Dave, both, we're playing both playing it. I'm going to watch party. you play it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both playing it in the party in the same part, and I wanted him looking around the house to, so we, you know combine our efforts like we had two dudes running around in the house you don't have to find the fuse in the house yeah exactly <laughs> so but we save our insights on that one for later but that game is scary as shit it's nice to have somebody to sit with you and play those games and not play them alone in the dark um I'm glad you guys have other... each other to uh, <laughs> get through get through it together <laughs> no fuck that i would never play that in vr i agree with you there but oh, I, I can't do it. I, I tried. No. I couldn't do it. Well, there's Ugh. moments where like these creepy family members literally just grab the front of the camera and just put their face. In. It's yeah, just, they're right up in your face. And it just comes out of nowhere. It's like the jump scare. It's a lot of yeah, personal space, yeah. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 is no joke. You didn't even get to the mom, but I guess, yeah, we'll save that one for later. But the Dark Tower is one that I've been meaning to watch, and I've finally got a viewing of that movie uh it was supposed to be i guess we'll say uh the kickoff i don't know it was in development hell for a while but it's based on a stephen king book or a set of stephen king books i should say they started in like 82 with the gunslinger and it took them till 2004 to finish it one two seven eight Eight book series, so it's like it's mega. It's a mega mega adventure, like something that you know, it's like Lord of the Rings kind of thing, where it's giant. 
I guess I won't say walking simulator, but they do a lot of walking trying to get to the dark tower, but uh, they made a movie about it. Uh, came out back in 2017. Uh, stars uh, Idris Elba as Roland the gunslinger and Matthew McConaughey as the bad guy. Oh, wow. And yeah, it, it, it did horrible. I thought not it well did received. pretty horrible. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to endorse it. I uh, the trailer made it look really bad. There's a it's like a sci-fi western kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. some of that shit's pretty cool. Like that's kind of what he does in the books. But like they changed a lot from the books going to the movies. Like they just gutted whole parts of the story and added in whole new parts. And uh, the whole beginning is kind of different from how the books start. So it it was a weird picking and choosing. I wrote down like you know we talked about why video game can't be good because and one of the things we said was you know to be a good sequel you need a solid history or a solid you know set of books or something to pull from and they just fucked this one up really good <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend it but it's something that like should be a series they were talking about doing like a movie and then doing like two seasons on an HBO and then doing a movie and then two seasons and like breaking it up that way to try and cover all eight books or whatever but uh i don't think this is getting a sequel anytime ever until it gets rebooted maybe in 10 or 15 years which is really sad but those books are good they just got crazier and crazier and more fucked up the further it went uh lots of crazy stephen king kind of stuff they talk about the shine so you know people got the magic there's some guns it was this is a decent, if you've seen the books, you got to see it, but I guess it's not, definitely not a must-see, but that's about all Dave, real, I real, got. Real quick, Stephen, Stephen King, like, are you a Stephen King fan? Yeah, yeah, I've read a yeah, right? fair so amount I, of his books. It's hard not, okay, yeah, I've only read a, a couple, but um, I, uh, actually, I don't think I've ever finished one, but the remake of It, I will say the first movie is really good. I really like the first part. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was good, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was either they just got lucky with the first one or I just liked the story better of the first one. It wasn't like the acting was bad in the second one or anything like that, but I don't know. I would recommend it. Talked about it last week. Child actors. You hate child actors suck. That movie. Well, that's, that's why. (laughs) Hey, if you give me good child actors, I'm good. And all those kids were great. So, yeah, that's the power. I mean, if you, if you go and watch Stranger Things, I struggle with some of the acting and some of the kids. Uh, it's pretty rough. But um, if you put some kids also, like, because one kid's from Stranger, Stranger Things, he's, his acting is not that bad in it. It's actually pretty funny. So, well, anyways, but yeah, Dave, if, if you want, I would, I would say Let's... check that out. It's tough, too, because you know that Stephen King's stuff has been adapted into good movies and into good you know, shows yeah. and stuff like that. So that's what makes it such a gut punch. He calls it his, magna, his magnus opus, his greatest work. But just can't, right. that's what can't I heard. get appreciated the way it should be, which is kind of shitty, but whatever. I maybe mean, they could do like, maybe they could do CG. What if they went to a really creative team, a studio with a CG team and did something like that approach, you know? No, it's it actually might be much, good, but 
They could make an anime out of it. I was just Ooh, thinking that. Like, there's I was that thinking that. Weird, I'm, there's that much weird, fucked up stuff that happens in it. Like you could probably turn it. Into I mean, a it sounds like a goddamn anime, anime like Trigun. You mm-hmm. know, I watched Trigun, and that was like a Western space uh, anime. And haha, if you're throwing bullets in the air, open up your revolver and catching them and snapping and shooting people. I mean, come on, that's got anime written all over. Oh yeah, Stephen. Stephen oh. King, are you an anime fan? Are you one? Or did you help inspire it? Did you, you know? <laughs> when did those books come out, Dave? Real quick. What did the, when did those come out? 82 was the first one, and it went all the way to 2004. Oh, my God. To finish okay. all eight. Wow. There was, a, there was actually another one in 2012 that came out, but I don't know if that's part of the main story. Yeah, I don't think you could do that justice in a, a singular a movie. It's got to be like a, a series or something. You know, stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, into, absolutely. I like the the anime idea. I can't imagine Stephen King as an anime fan, but you never know. I could be wrong. No, <laughs> probably not. But dude, you know, like I, the Castlevania, like that style of animation mm-hmm. where it's not you know too anime, but you know it's a inspired by anime show. You know, a darker yeah. tone. Yep, that would be pretty well, dude, badass. Also, yeah, I think we, we got the... struck gold there. The, before we leave the uh, Stephen King uh, conversation, I also want to just say that The Shining is a great movie, but the sequel, uh, Doctor Sleep, I think it is, um, mm-hmm. is really good. Like it's really good for a sequel that came out like years later, and that's the, also kind of based off the book somewhat. So I I enjoy that, and I I thought that movie. Um, I think I've recommended it to you before, but it goes in a, in a way that like it really opens up the what the shining is i guess and it's it's actually kind of cool so i think you would it would be a pleasant surprise for you if you watch that one he does have it in a lot of his books but that is one of my one of my movie holes that needs to be well, the shining and up. the creature from it are all connected in like the king verse you know yeah. from what i've been told hmm. so i don't know that's kind of cool that, but... king yeah king lore stephen king's lore is somewhat all connected, and I think at the root of it all is the creature that's from it. Or I think like the Dark that. Tower does Anyways. whatever. It jumps between a lot of realities and time, times and history or whatever. So, okay, like I'm, I would not be. I think part of well, I know that Stephen King actually wrote himself into the books, but like he is an actual character in the Gunslinger <laughs> books, which is fucking fucking bat shit that's crazy. Awesome. But I think they do go into some of the other universes throughout it it's cool all right read the books uh all right yeah uh sounds like we need to or have somebody on youtube explain it to us uh eric what about you what what you been doing um i've been playing a ton but i got one big thing to talk about and that is metroid dread i want to hear about this oh my god right oh yeah um very good things so I think I'm about three hours or so in. Not too far. I've heard it's not a terribly long game, like 10 hours or so to uh, complete like the main story and then maybe another uh, three or four to get like 100% with all items and everything. Um, But I am definitely enjoying it so far. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with the Metroid series, but I've always really liked the character of Samus. Like I've played... Uh, a decent amount of Super Metroid, never actually finished it. Um, I played the uh, remake of Metroid 2 that came out a couple years ago on the 3DS. It was Samus Returns. And that game was actually made, developed by Mercury Steam, which is the same developer for Metroid Dread. And I really enjoyed that game. 
Um, so I don't have a ton of experience. Well, there's only with two. Metroid, yeah, but... to follow the standard Metroid. I don't know. A lot of them have like a little intro sequence and then you get stripped of your powers or something like that happens. And yep, that's the kind of exactly what you have. Okay. Um, Standard you. Yeah, you get you get kind of like a basic story introduction of kind of what happens up to this point. I mean, the story of Metroid is so weird and honestly doesn't really matter. But like Nintendo games stories don't matter. Of course. Ah, I think that that's accepted. I'm just kidding. I can't. Samus is <laughs> Samus is a bounty hunter. She goes to these different planets to eliminate this threat, and that's all you need to know, really. Um, but yeah, they kind of give you if you haven't played any previous games in the series, they give you a nice introduction in the beginning of this game just to get you up to speed. Um, but yeah, they they do the standard Metroid thing where they plop you in the world and then they strip your powers away and. Yeah, you're just going through the the world and finding all your powers, um, finding some beams, finding some really missiles, satisfying. getting some missiles, getting some double jumps, yep. that kind of shit. How are oh, the yeah. morph balls, uh, bombs, all that good stuff? So there's these there are enemies in this game. What are they? Ev Evs, Evs? They're called Emmys. Emmys. Yep. Okay, um, there you go. So that's that's kind of the new thing in this game, um, and it's I I didn't know. I thought I thought it would be kind of annoying to encounter them but i've actually found them uh the encounters pretty interesting like they're they're not like roaming the entire map they're restricted to specific areas um and basically they're kind of stalking you they're hunting you um and you have to be a little bit more stealthy around them like you don't you don't have the power to take them down and if they catch you you kind of uh get put into the sequence where you have like one opportunity where you can uh, counter their attack but it's like super precise timing and if you miss it you're dead <laughs> and you have to like oh, get fun. checkpointed at the beginning of that area Ah, okay as long as they checkpoint um, you that's not bad the checkpoints are actually really generous um they they start you before you enter the emmy area it's not like back to like the last time you saved or anything so the checkpointing is actually pretty nice um but you're just kind of avoiding them running around. And then, there, and then there's a specific weapon that you, this power that you get, it's kind of like a one-off thing um, that you use to defeat each Emmy in each area. Um, right. yeah. But yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, it's like, it feels so good. There's two aspects of, um, of whatever, this Metroid-like, Metroidvania genre that you need that this game nails. And that's a good map system. Yeah. And that's, fun key. movement like around also around key. the world both of those two things are key to this genre um and like this game does it amazingly like it feels so good to control samus she, her movements are so fluid it feels good to attack with her and everything and like you have this counter attack move where you can basically counter any enemies attacks and then that'll leave them vulnerable to like a, a stronger attack and oh that, i love that if you're yeah. able to land if you're, if you're able to land that, it gives you like more like health and items than you would just killing them normally, which is pretty cool. Um, so there's a risk reward there. And you can do the same thing on bosses too. Like bosses will have like openings and weak points where you can counter them and do like an extra amount of damage, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Like I said, I'm only about three hours in so far. Um, I just got like the morph ball and the bombs and... I'm kind of on the third area. I don't know how many different areas there are, but um, I'm on the third area so far, uh, and I'm just really enjoying That's, it. Metroids are the um, shit. This is I'm gonna... like 
I'm, I'm, that's yeah. going to be one on my it, list it, to get once the switch comes into this house. Sweet. Yep. Yep. That's, that'll be a really good one to uh, play on your new switch. Um, nice. But yeah, like this is, I don't know. It's shaping up to be one of my favorite, like, I mean, Metroid invented the Metroidvania genre. Like it was half of that genre. So like they have to, uh, be really good in that genre. Like I, the game that I compare this to is something like uh, Ori and the Will of the Will oh, yeah. of the Wisps. Like that is one of my favorite oh, like Metroidvanias. Okay. Like just the movement and everything about that game, the map system, all that stuff. Like I said, are essential to that genre, and they nail it. And I think this game is is nailing it as well. So I yeah, I'm gonna keep playing that. Um, I. I can't stop thinking about it, and I just want to play some right now. <laughs> a good game if it's doing that, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is really good. I mean, if you're if, if you're at all interested, even if you've never um, dipped your toes into the any any, any Metroids before, I think this is a really good starting point because it kind of has all of the quality of life and like onboarding things um, that they've kind of built up over the years. If it's kind of tough to go back to super metroid because it doesn't really um even though that's i mean considered probably the best metroid game um they don't really give you a ton as far as like guiding you where to go and like telling you what to do you just kind of got to figure it out on your own which is some of the the best parts of metroid but this game does a little bit more to help you along that critical path um without you know getting lost like it's really smart level design and the map system is Really, really good. Um, Is it so a 3D map or 2D map? I recommend it. It's a 2D map, but okay. it's really, really detailed. Huh. Um, nice. So, like, if you come across, like, something that you can't bypass, like, I don't know, you need a different upgrade or power-up to get past, like, this specific door, it'll mark it on your map for later so you you know you won't forget so you know you'll know to go back later and be like, oh, now I have this power that I need to get through this door. You know, so oh, stuff helps. like that is just is really nice. Um, so yeah, cool. I I would highly recommend it. It's on the it's a full uh, it's a full price game too, right? That's a sixty sixty banger. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's a sixty dollar one. Um, everything on a Nintendo. Which, I mean, I know. Yeah, and it'll never yeah, change I, price I kinda, until we're dead. It'll no. always be sixty dollars. Thanks, Nintendo. That's I know Nintendo you can get you. God of War, like the masterpiece that came on a PS4 for like. 15 bucks 20 bucks like any day of the week <laughs> i even think they do that uh, like as a price now on the playstation store and it's just like really mm-hmm. like this game's a masterpiece and <laughs> i don't know it is crazy how that nintendo just like does what they want but apple does that you ever notice how apple prices their stuff they're like yeah so that's the price i don't know what to tell you yep yeah but this is i was like four years old like, yeah so i don't i don't know what to tell you that's the price <laughs> that's what it is yep um <laughs> nintendo is the apple of video games is yeah what you're gamecube saying. games are so pricey man it's crazy it's crazy and it's just crazy how popular this series is and yet like it's one of nintendo's like worst performing series their, like, uh, sales sales wise red-headed stepchild of ips that they own but Every, yeah. Everybody loves like it. Like Samus knows is probably one of the most recognizable Nintendo characters, but like it's, you know the what games it needs? Just don't perform it, well. Metroid needs the Castlevania anime special 
on Netflix, <laughs> right? You know how like Castlevania has that? Oh my god, I would that watch would that. That would be pretty really awesome. Yeah. And Everything in the second season, now. in second season, Mega Man drops in and you have two kind of cyborg <laughs> characters, right? And they're like kind of doing the, like, their thing and then the game comes out and it's and you can play both of the characters and now everybody's talking about that game. Now, I don't know if Capcom's going to do it, but it'd be dope. I was going to say <laughs> You'd have a you got a lot of healthy I mean, work to you do. Can there. already uh, put can already put Samus up against Mega Man and Super Smash Bros. So that's you know we're kind of already there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it has happened in some capacity. So what else? Uh, what else? Yeah. What else yeah. you got there, Eric? So that was the big thing. Uh, the wife and I watched a. We're getting into the Halloween spirit. We were just looking on HBO Max. We found this movie called Freaky. I don't know if you guys have heard of it or seen it on HBO Max, but oh, thanks so. all. Sounds naughty. It's so, uh, <laughs> freaky. It's like so like Freaky you... Friday. Yes, it ex- is that... it's exactly okay. that. Uh, okay, but it's like a horror comedy version of that. Um, it's like a slasher flick. Uh, so oh. <laughs> it's a really dumb concept. Um, but it, it was a fun movie. It has Vince Vaughn. Um which was interesting. This movie came out last year. Uh, so, I mean, I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in anything in a while. Um, and then this other, the main character is uh, Catherine Newton, which I'd never heard of her before, but she was pretty good in the movie. But the basic concept is Vince Vaughn is this serial killer. Okay. Um, and he steals this, like, magic knife, essentially. Um, and he stabs this girl, this like high school girl, when he's going on one of his killing sprees. And it turns out this knife allows them to like switch bodies. Um, so Vince Vaughn, serial killer, goes into this high school girl's body. Her soul goes into Vince Vaughn's like 50 year old serial killer body. And it, it, it's, just, it's pretty right. funny. Like, it's, it's hilarity dumb, ensues. Yep. Exactly. Hilarity ensues. Like it's a it's a really dumb concept, but if you've ever seen like Freaky Friday or that one movie, if you want to see that hook again, chick. but like different, <laughs> here you go. But different, you know, it's got a, a little horror twist to it. Um, and I don't know, I had a fun time. Like it, it wasn't obviously Oscar winning or anything, but it was a fun like. <laughs> and the Oscar goes Halloween to movie. Vince Vaughn for Freaky. <laughs> <laughs> And Vince Vaughn I was surprisingly I I liked him in this movie like him acting like a teenage girl was actually pretty funny. Yeah, that, that he's got funny. Me a little bit. That's the yeah, that's the draw. Yep. So that I mean if you're just looking for something dumb uh and fun, that's that's a good one. Um but yeah, that's about all I had for me. Um yeah. What about you, Brandon? Um You know what? I checked out this game on Game Pass, it's called Curse of the Dead Gods, and it plays. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't that a Dead Souls update? It's the Dead Souls, like uh, yeah. Dead Souls, Souls like, sorry. It's like a spinoff, basically. I, I don't know. It plays like Hades, uh, big yeah, time. It's, it's it's like the same um, developer and everything. It's kind of a spinoff of Dead Souls, but yeah. It's a different oh, okay. like genre. Yeah, it's hard as shit, and I'm playing on easy or something. I'm like, whoa! I mean, you can make this game based. You can. It's cool. The settings are really cool. I want so many games. I want Resident Evil to have this. But anyways, I'll. I love that you can just turn things off. You can even say 
invulnerable and just be like, I just don't want to die. <laughs> but yeah, there's all these. <laughs> Why not? You know, yeah, you know? If you're, but like, I like that because if you want to crush a game, like just to get the experience in the story, like the options should be there. I know, like, I know gamers are like sacrilegious. No, wow, how dare you? How blasphemy? I get that. But I don't know, man. It's some, there's just so many games today that it's moving so fast. I wish I could just kind of have the option to just speed through the game when I'm kind of getting to that point where oh, like yeah. I, I've exp- I'm done with the gameplay. Uh, I'll stay for the story um, and the spectacle, but I think the gameplay, I whatever, I don't need the challenge anymore. I don't need bullet sponges anymore. Let me just, f- please, can I just not repeat the same old level, level over again because I died or something? So anyways, uh, I liked it. It was kind of cool. I'll probably check it out again, but I, I wanted to bring that up to you, Eric, because I know you really liked Hades. And I thought, hey, if mm-hmm. you like that, you might as well check that out. It's been it's been uh, on my radar a little bit, but there's just so, like you said, there's so many other games, yeah. you know, ahead of it that it's like, I don't know if I'll ever get to well, that Well, it's one. cool because it has this mechanic of light. So you just go into this tomb and it's pitch black, but you have a torch, a magical torch. And you can, the monsters are flammable and they might run into other monsters and then they'll make them flammable. Um, and there's little, I don't know, what are they, like cisterns or some, something that you can just go to and um, ignite and the monsters might knock it out. Anyways, there's this whole light element and it's kind of cool. It's just different. I thought I'd recommend it, but if you're in the mood for something like that, but different, I would say you would definitely like it. So huh. if you're in the mood. Other than that, I, I just played mm-hmm. uh, Avengers with Dave. We haven't played that in a while. And oh, yeah. dude, the, the, the loading is so long. It's so <laughs> it long. I, I'm on an Xbox One X. So is he. I understand that some games take a long time, but come on, like, wh- how are you? Exp- how are you? How are you letting this game go out and like, yeah, like if you're especially on the ex- base. I've Xbox, heard it's. I've heard the it's graphics better. are so good. Graphics are good. I've heard it's better on next gen consoles. Well, I would which hope. Obviously, doesn't They're, really affect you. Yeah, but. but it's just like, how can you let that yeah. out in public? Like, yeah, that takes like two, three minutes to load. Come on. Mm-hmm. And it's that two three minutes. I think it was generous. Five, dude. It was so. Wow, that's tough. Then you gotta like. That's just to start a lobby. Well, is it? It's not. Is it like one of those things where it's a long load in the beginning and then no. after that? No, there's no Still, more? they're or all get, long. Are you getting like a load? So there's every a load five to minutes. start the oh, lobby. There's load once everybody gets in the lobby to load the level. There's like because you go to like so you go to your own rough. battleship or whatever. That's the multiplayer lobby. Then somebody has to load to load into that. Then you both have to load together into the I level. I know it's so dumb. It's so Neat. dumb. I hate it. Yeah, it, I it's a buzzkill because that. you want to play the game. You're like, I want to play Avengers. I want to be, you know, like I don't know, Black Widow. Like I love Black Widow, so I always start with her. But then I'm burned out on the loading that I don't get to explore the other characters. It's like I don't know, dude. Clean up some of the textures. I don't know what you got to do. Holy shit. What are you doing? It's loading so <laughs> yeah. long. God damn. Turn down some shadows or do something. Poor yeah, I'll take a hit yeah, on I mean, some like of that. Other, other similar like uh, games like that, like Destiny and stuff. They don't. I mean, there there's decent load times, but they're definitely not that long. You know, like there's got to be something they can do to optimize that shit. Yeah. So the next gen, I do appreciate that they're just making a big deal of just get that shit out of here. So, but anyways, for us who are still in the, last, in the current, I don't know, last gen. I guess we're last gen, Dave. Um, 
Why? I don't know. We're, we're suffering. Guys are stuck in yeah, the last. Yeah, I want to play this goddamn <laughs> Avengers game. It's on Game Pass, so everybody's playing it again. And I want to. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? I don't know. F- figure that shit out. Uh, I'm curious. Like, if I played on my Series S and you guys were on your One uh, Xs, like I know. How does that work? I, Do you just I, wait. I would probably experience the same loading because I'd be waiting know, for right? you guys. I don't know how that works. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We can test it out. Um, I mean, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's a beautiful game. It's cool. The gameplay is great. The characters are different. Dave was like, like losing himself too. Like we spent like five minutes loading the game. Then he goes over to this <laughs> hub and he's looking at all these costumes and different skins <laughs> like, for the characters. Like so <laughs> many microtransactions. And it, <laughs> but there's yeah, there's so much content. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, the microtransactions that's, are everywhere. But it's all there. There's like 60-something yeah. Iron Man costumes. It's insane, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would love to unlock them all, but I'm not waiting four minutes for every load to go into every level. It's just too much. Yeah. No bueno. No. Yeah. But that's <laughs> it. Uh, other than I'm excited that um, Disney Plus has a Beatles documentary coming out called Get Back. And there's just tons of footage of the Beatles. And if you're a Beatles fan, OMG, I cannot wait. Oh, my God, dude. I love the Beatles. <laughs> that so, big, huh? Yeah, dude. Love the Beatles. My favorite band. Nice. And uh, November 25th, uh, 2021, it'll be dropping. I'm super pumped. I don't know. I've never been pumped for like a band documentary like this. I mean, you guys know I like my Oasis, and I've watched those documentaries as well. But... This one, I just, I don't know, it's the fucking Beatles, man. So, and it's, I, I guarantee it's going to be awesome. So, I'm just super excited. So, yeah, if you're a Beatles fan, check it out and uh, let me know what you <laughs> thought because, holy shit. <laughs> it's all like all this uncut, all this footage of the Beatles. And it's just hard to find that stuff today. How is so it, I was so... going to say, how is any of that still left, not published? It's like all locked I don't know. away I'm or curious... something? Or they're just, I don't where know it comes what the from. story is. Yeah. Hmm. I don't oh, that's know. cool. But yeah, so that's that's coming out. I'm excited about it. Other than that, uh, I played Resident Evil with you and um, getting ready for that episode. And and I watched The Lighthouse. So let's. Uh, oh, and I got a new game for for this episode at the end. So when we play our game at the end. Uh, oh yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be one. fun. <laughs> Wonderful. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's take a break. We have returned, and we are going to be talking about the lighthouse. Um, but Eric, we got some feedback. So real quick, if you want to go through some of the comments that we got before we dig into the uh, the lighthouse, uh, now's the time to do it. Sure. Yeah, we got a couple people uh, on Twitter talking about their thoughts on the lighthouse. Um Jake Iveson, our good buddy, says, although I'm definitely mm-hmm. not into the horror genre and probably won't watch the movie, mm-hmm. I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about it. So thank you, Jake. Spoiler um, alert. There's, explained... there's no horror in this movie. It's Spoiler There alert. are horror elements, 
but it's not an overall horror. I, I think it's more, you know, suspenseful with a an overall uh, dreadful tone. Which is kind of what I told him, so hopefully that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Settle down, Dave. We'll get into it. Uh, All right. uh, uh, Chris Logan uh, coming out again. Thank you, Chris. He says, I don't think I enjoyed a single thing about this movie. That's amazing. <laughs> There's some good. There's, I, I, there's some good to it. <laughs> I honestly I did like, not know this movie had this kind of. I thought it was. It's pretty divisive. It's, well, but if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a ninety or around a ninety. It's, it's yeah, well it's, it's got good reviews. I've been reading. I've been talking to some people um, online, seeing some opinions out there, and it's it's mixed overall. Um, yeah, we'll I don't have know. To if, get into that. Like, I don't know if critics really liked it because of like. Um, just the filming techniques and like how artsy it is, but I don't know. Uh, I've seen some mixed reviews. Um, and give a shout out here to the Wheel of Horror podcast, a free plug on our on our show. Oh, they nice. said they said they really liked it. Nice. So there you go. And they do horror, uh, but I don't even think it's horror. I'd be curious. I'd be curious for them to if they listen to this episode, uh, what they think. I'd like to hear from them about that. But yeah, I. Yeah, that, so you can, it... uh, you can, I was just going to say, you can get us at us at uh, Twitter, <laughs> at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and on Instagram at Nomads <laughs> of Fantasy. Um, okay. Or you can email us at Nomads of Fantasy at gmail.com. Jessica, if you're out there, uh, you can email us again. Oh, yeah. Really appreciate our, it. Our first our, email. Our biggest, our biggest fan. Our first email, Jessica. Who I think is a bot, some, some yeah. spam bot. <laughs> found us in- she could Absolutely. be like a Russian... Russian mail order bride or something. We're all being hacked out there waiting. Of... Hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, that's how you can get in touch with us. Uh, share your thoughts, uh, reviews, uh, everything like that. So there you go. All right, thank you. Uh, so there's that. Now let's get into the movie. Um, oh boy, I know. All right, so I I'm just reading the room here. I think this movie is a goddamn masterpiece. I think Eric really enjoyed it, and I think Dave did not. So, what do <laughs> we do? How did? Let I, me. You want to go? Just, what the hell yeah, the just, movie is? Maybe who made it when it came out? Go for it, and then we'll just. I'll just set the scene because um, I think there's a lot to talk about. I feel like we're all just like kind of brimming at the surface to get our thoughts out. So I'll just do a quick and dirty. Uh, just set the stage here. Um, so this movie is called The Lighthouse. It came out in 2019. Um, it was written and directed by Robert Eggers, um, which he, Brandon, you were telling me he wrote The Witch, uh, which came out in 2015. Yeah. Wrote and directed that. And that, that was his first movie before this one. From my understanding, hmm. uh, he's only done these two movies. I'm sure if he did other movies, I don't know. I apologize. I guess I didn't see it, but I think he's really only got these two movies and his whole hook, I've, from what I've noticed, is that he goes kind of horror, but um, timepiece. He really goes back in time. 1600s was, I think, the last one. And then this one is like 1800s or 1900s. 1890s. 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 All right. New England. Yeah, thank you. And then uh, he really wants the accents to be as authentic as possible. But what's interesting is he went another layer with this movie. He's like... Well, movies were around around this time. Well, not, well, whatever, like cameras and film. And so he 
really wanted to use the technology that would have been around to make this. I'm sure you, Eric, probably did the research on the production of it. So I'll stop. But I, I, yeah, he. The theme. So I mean, if we're if we're going into the production, he shot the entire film um, uh, with a Panavision Millennium X. L2 camera, but with vintage 1930s lenses. Um, That's what it was. Black and white, black and white film, uh, with a short pass filter, all this technical stuff. But uh, it's really interesting that he tried to make it as authentic as possible to the period. It's black know, and that white. That's one of the and best parts about squ- it. And it's a square. It's in. Uh, the, it's not a widescreen. It's, it's a square. One point. Yeah. One point one nine by one aspect ratio. So it's basically square aspect ratio, but little Which you like that lends itself to like I actually like the the filming and the the techniques used were probably like the best part of it. Like I don't think this movie succeeds at all if it's in color. Um no, not, not saying point. that it it wasn't a really big box office movie either, but like to actually that's part of the charm of it, I guess I'd say. There's not much I don't know. Yeah, not, I thought not much charm i guess in the movie like you know there's no there's dialogue and a lot of that stuff but there's no i well it's a charming movie but whatever but like some of the i don't know if it's because i was watching on the oled even some of the film stuff where they're showing them get to the island like the the gray the sky is gray basically the entire movie but whenever they showed the gray sky it almost looked like snow on my tv like the old they had a they had the film grain yep where it was no, it was almost like static snow, the sky, and I don't know if that was like because of the filming technique or because I'm watching, mm-hmm. I don't know, on an OLED TV, is it upresing it some sort of weird way? But like the, the shots, the camera work, all that stuff was you know pretty fantastic this entire movie. But with like square too, like it's crazy. I, I think... We're definitely jumping too far ahead, and we probably should go back to the what the actual plot is. But like he does create claustrophobia with a square. But I then he can also the create thing. space yeah. with the square. Yep. And I'm just like so impressed. It's... And like if if you haven't seen this movie, now is the time because we're telling you it's something to at least see. It's like the Akira episode. You might not like anime, but holy shit. And like the, the story's kind of weird, but you have to admit this is probably the best animation drawn by hand you have ever seen. And it was made in the 80s. So we're telling you this movie right here is filmed in such a way that you just got to sit down and watch it. It's so interesting on top of the plot, but I'm sorry, I had to get that out. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Eric. Uh, yeah. Uh, if we talk about the plot, um, we kind of set it up already. It's takes place in 1890s, new England. Um, you have Willem Dafoe playing Thomas Wake and Robert Pattinson playing, uh, Ephraim Wilson, AKA Thomas Howard. Um, which we find out later in the film is his real name. Um, so these they're basically two lighthouse keepers traveling to this isolated island uh, off this coast uh, of New England. And Thomas Wake is this uh, old brawny sea captain type character. And Robert Pattinson is this like just uh, coming right off the... Um, I don't know. He's a, he's a young buck, basically. He call I, I think Thomas Wake calls him at one point like as pretty as a lady or something. Like yeah, <laughs> just like pretty as a picture or something. Pretty as a picture, yeah, something like that. Pretty as a um, picture. He's just he's this young, handsome guy uh, going out into this desolate island um, to watch over this lighthouse for some reason. Um, 
and that's really kind of the setup like it's just basically the entire movie is these two characters together um either you know they're either together in the same room one of them's off doing something or you know they're like they're together and the the claustrophobia sets in but uh then they throughout the movie they both of them kind of slowly descend into madness through the you know from the isolation um and I feel like that's kind of everything that we need to set up to actually get yeah, into it, talking about it. It's a tiny-ass cast. It's really just these two. Um, so, just some well, yeah, those two but... and the mermaid. Yeah, and I guess the, and then <laughs> the guy it. from the one guy's past. But, yeah, that's it. And the, the, yep. Did you notice that in the beginning of this movie, um, the two guys, the main character, like the two guys that we're going to be watching, when they're going to the lighthouse, when they get off the boat, you don't see anybody else on the boat, just them. They get to the island. Yep. They get off. They walk to the house. There's two other guys being relieved of their duties. They walk by. They don't even say hi. They walk by like they didn't exist. They just kind of walk past each other. And I thought that was so interesting. I really like that scene, too, when they walk up and they're like posing, um, basically. You see Robert Pattinson. Well, you see Robert Pattinson. Yeah, you see Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and they're just staring into the camera like for like, like a, 30 seconds yeah. as they walk. Set the walk. mood like, I don't of know. like... It does. Well, we're movie. here. It's very dreary. <laughs> the entire movie is just very dreary. It's always raining. There's always it, overcast. It's always sun is never shining, except on we the lighthouse. I guess I have only been talking about the visuals, but at this point, have we been introduced to the actual sound? The foghorn, dude. The sound is insane. The, that foghorn is like burned into my brain. Like that's that's what I think that's like the first sound that you hear when the movie kind of boots up like they're traveling to on the boat to the island and you just have this like incessant foghorn blaring in the background and like it's so constant throughout the entire movie that it's just kind of like it comes back in my brain after watching that very specific times too i think when they they start to crack they start to show like glimpses of insanity like then the foghorn comes back and just all of a sudden starts droning in the background but that's like I don't know. That's the one thing I called it like an art house movie or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Like everything's got like a second metaphor. Everything's you know got a second meaning and open to interpretation. There's not a lot of close ends or you know you don't get a lot of answers. I guess out of the movie, which you don't know it's real. Is the cool part? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yes and no. Like parts of it. Like, obviously didn't happen, but they're just shots that they used to, I don't know, for dramatic effect or because the director liked a painting and he wanted to put it in the film or something like that. Where Well, I'm thinking, like, we're towards the end when, like, they're going crazy. They're beating each other up. And you see young Thomas, Tommy, like, running to the boat to get off. And old Thomas Wake has the axe and he destroys the boat. And then they go back mm-hmm. inside and they fight. And then during the conversation, not even cutting the scene without missing a beat, old Thomas Wake goes, you destroyed the boat. You did it. You chased me. Yep. I thought I was going to die. And it's just like right there. It's just like, hold on a second. They don't even give us a chance to like, like we saw the one clearly do something. But then the other guy's. I don't know, just flip. So I never know. I just never know what's going on in this movie. I it's, but it's like you said. They play with that a lot. Art piece. What's that? 
They play with that a lot where you don't know like what is real and what is in the characters heads and like what they're seeing. But the point is that whatever you're seeing on screen is what the characters like think is real. Um, so like at the end when uh, uh, Thomas Howard is beating up Thomas Wake, like Robert Pattinson's character is like on top of Willem Dafoe. Um, Willem Dafoe's character and Willem Dafoe's character is changing into all of these different like entities. Like first it's the mermaid and then it's like the fucking Poseidon sea monster dude, Poseidon, whatever he is. Well, those um, are, those are all like, the metaphors and allegories that you got to read into is the, I don't know. He, <laughs> well, I think he fucks a mermaid at one point, but then when he's, he's on top of Thomas, uh, you know, Ephraim is on top of Thomas. Like, is the mermaid coming up to be a metaphor for homoeroticism? And then he turns into Poseidon because he's the gatekeeper and he's the ruler and he's the one that rules over the lighthouse and he doesn't let him up there. Like, it's all, there's so much interpretation everywhere. It kind of, it makes you think a little, like, it's one of those movies you're thinking about afterwards trying to figure out what the fuck you just watched. One of those. Yep. So... I don't know. There's all yep, sorts I, of yeah. stuff everywhere. That's kind of what makes me want to watch it again because there's so many like details like that, like hidden throughout this movie. It's pretty insane. Like it's hard to parse it on one uh, watch through. Well, like, I, I feel like I have to watch it again. So we're I and this is one of those movies where it's there's just so many things to talk about, and there are a lot of things to talk about. But ultimately, um, what does happen though is that. There's a young guy and there's an, a seasoned guy, and they're both isolated on this island to do, to basically just to maintain the lighthouse. It's very, it's like a New England, right? Like you said, 1890s, very important job. And they're out there. Cabin fever is a reality, but they keep up with their work. They'll be okay. They have rations, and they're only going to be there for four weeks. The problem is, um, they stay there longer than four weeks. I, I lost track after five weeks. Uh, but who knows? It could have been. They said, you know, uh, Thomas Wake. He go, like Willem Dafoe's like uh, the last. Like one guy was had to stay on an island for seven months, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we don't know how long they're on there for. But we do know that without food, because their food gets destroyed at some point or reduced heavily, they mm-hmm. um, have to kind of ration that. But they also lose themselves to alcohol and they drink <laughs> pretty hard they, and, oh, they, and do. they don't even just like drink they don't substitute food with alcohol they drink alcohol to the point where they're just getting smashed drunk to almost to a comedic effect and some mm-hmm. amazing monologues but the it's to the point where they drink it all and then they go and get <laughs> kerosene and honey and make a concoction turpentine is that what it was? And then they drink Turpentine and honey. That. Yep. And they drink that and they go insane. And now at this and it's the whole movie you're you're you feel like you're tripping. It's just like, what is going on in this movie? And then it gets to this point where they're they're drinking that stuff and they're going crazy. The movie obviously is just gonna go nutso at the end. But yeah, then and then along there you realize the young Thomas, he he was going by another name. But you learn that he's from Canada, from way up in the up up north, and he was working in some kind of logging business, and he also was being berated and just picked on and um, put down by 
because that's what's going on with old Thomas. Thomas Wake is just all over young Thomas and just giving him shit the whole time and not really doing anything himself. And he's kind of abusive. And he was saying that, like, yeah, there was this guy in Canada where he would do that to me. Just treat me like a dog. And he says, you're just, you're just a dog. Tom, you know, like, just just do what you're told and just shut up and all that stuff. And um, something, I, mean, I guess, must have happened where a logging accident happened. He, I guess Thomas could have prevented it, but he didn't. And he just let this guy get killed. And he Well, we never react. know. We never know, like, they make it kind of fuzzy. Like, did he actually like intentionally kill him or was he, this an accident he could have helped him but prevent. he didn't there's a basically. cut where they have you him see him with the right. logs in the beginning and yeah and you see him holding like a almost like a, a weapon yeah you and you're like because he he's going up yeah, to his like head spear and then he says when he goes under the water the first thing i did is like i, I could go for a smoke same thing what happens when he kills thomas wake mm-hmm. uh the young thomas he lights a smoke you know That's he's true. a psychopath he's a he's not a good guy but um He's also tortured by that seagull, and that seagull, like, get, he gets the warning, like, never kill seagull because it's like a dead spirit of a of a fallen sailor or something like that, and it'll bring bad luck. And what happens as soon as he does it? As soon as he kills it, the camera goes up and shows the wind, and next thing you know, they're there longer than they need to. They drink their asses off till there's nothing to drink. They mm-hmm. drink, like you said, was it uh, turpentine or something like that, and honey. And- yep. And then they go insane and they die or, or something like that. So and a good it's just point. Like, what the fuck was that? A good point that I was uh, was I was watching like an explain video and like at first I when I saw like because it's their last on the last night before they're supposed to get relieved from their duties. Like young Thomas, he was like abstaining from drinking the entire time he was there he was was trying to really hard yeah yep old thomas was trying to every night he was just trying to get him to drink come on drink 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 but he held out until that last night he's like whatever fuck it we're going home tomorrow let's celebrate and they just get like hammered out of their mind they're going crazy dancing like all this all this crazy stuff um and like that's kind of the turning point of the movie um i was thinking the same thing because yeah. it's like well the, a, a good point that they brought up in that one video i was watching like is that old thomas intentionally got him drunk so that they would miss the boat back to shore which i thought that was an interesting point like no why, that makes no sense why would he do because that you know? two other guys would be walking into the building and they would be oh you right. just missed your way out of here but we're here there'd be four guys so that's definitely not what happened i think they got right I think it's the fucking, he killed the seagull and he didn't tell the other Thomas and then bad sh- bad luck happened. I think, real quick, I think this movie is more fun if you just say this is not in the real world and it's not in their head and they're not going crazy. They are going crazy a little bit, obviously, but I, th- I, I have more fun thinking that they're in a r- mythological world and this is all happening and there is magic and there is, the superstitions are real. And I, I kind of let myself, cause I saw this twice. Like I've seen this before. That's why I recommend it to you guys. And I say, I went into this movie going, you know, I'm going to think that they're not in the real world. I'm going to go thinking that this is all mostly really happening. Like there's a real curse and I had more fun with it that way. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. the director kind of wants you to do that because as soon as he kills a goddamn seagull, what happens? She and that turns. seagull's straight up harassing him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of what he did? 
You know, it's interesting. I had one when he killed it in the wind change. I have a thing written down like, is the lighthouse alive or is old Thomas actually like an embodiment of the lighthouse? Because he's the old, he's the old sea dog kind of guy. Old Thomas is just straight up fucking that light. Like, come on, let's let's not dance around it here. He was up there well, just naked right. if, and <laughs> going to town. We're going a little back to the light. Like, there's some weird shit that's happening up at the light. First time. Oh, there is. Thomas I didn't notice. <laughs> goes up there. No. Yeah. Well, he go, first time he goes up there, he's like he forgets something down there. He forgets his smokes or whatever, and he goes up and he like looks up and you just see his feet. And it sounds like he's having a good time with himself. And you like you see the one part where he's up there naked, but then you see something drip down. Oh. I thought I thought it's I thought it's old Thomas jizzing like <laughs> through the grates or yep. whatever. But then like this big glob of <laughs> yeah. like goop comes down and then you see like an alien snake tail. It's a like, tentacle, crawl yeah, across like a the octopus tentacle. Like, well, it's a tentacle, yeah. Wow, see, I thought it looked like an sea alien tail of some sort. or something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck no, is going on? No, I had a little suckers. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, that goes yeah. more to like the metaphor of him being Triton, though, then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which is weird in its own way, but... Well, Dave, what um, did you think, old, like, Thomas Wake, old Thomas, like, his connection, like, Willem Dafoe, what was... What do you think was going on with him on the light, real quick? Because I know there's a whole other prometheus story being told here but what what do you why what was that why was he i don't think you're supposed to know that's all up to interpretation like he's he's basically the gatekeeper and like i don't know there's uh theories going around that like they're both in a infinite cycle where young thomas is really old thomas and they're you know he's telling him the exact thing that he doesn't want to hear and all that kind of stuff, but with, I don't know, old Thomas going on up. I don't think you're supposed to know what's in the light, what he's doing up there. He's just, he's just basically the gatekeeper holding, holding young Willem back. But yeah, it's so know. weird That's... because like when weird shit happens, they cut like it didn't happen. So there's a scene where young Thomas goes to find old Thomas and he gets up to the lighthouse, but he sees old Thomas like laying on the ground on the up there and when he goes to like check him out like another version of old Thomas is behind him and he grabs his shoulder and when young Thomas turns around there's light coming he's like old Thomas is naked mm-hmm. and he's got light shooting out of his eyes and he's getting this weird pose that's uh... and he's like god and it's like based off a painting right I'm assuming hypnosis yeah, that illustration yeah that one I thought, like, I don't know, symbolizes the old Thomas, like, is part of the lighthouse. Like, but then there's the whole thing of, like, you know, he's the all knowing, all knowing king of the lighthouse or whatever you want to call it. But that was a weird, a weird one because he rolled over old Thomas and was himself. And then he gets touched on the back and turns around. And then it's just like this weird, crazy ass shot with lights coming out of his eyes. And, that was, and then I it mean, just cuts to him walking downstairs, kind of like, all right, I'm awake now, next day. Like, well, <laughs> hold on a second. Were you dreaming? Because when to- young Thomas dreams, he's he's like encountering like this mermaid or, or and then he's, or some, I don't know. It, it's so wild. And I understand it's all open for interpretation, but man, it's like when you try to piece together what some things mean, it's so many things are moving. Stuff. So, yeah. 
it's kind of hard. I don't know. Like, what did you think, Eric? What do you think uh, Old Thomas is doing with the light? It was just that. It was just that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought, like you said, like Dave said, I don't think you're supposed to. You're supposed to kind of draw your own conclusions here. I mean, the way I saw it, he was just a crazy old man obsessed with this light. Like he was. I mean, clearly there's some insane connection that he has with it because he left his wife and he said he left his wife and children to take care of this lighthouse that's like the only thing he has in his life so clearly like he is attached to this light like for some reason whether it's like some mythological reason or if he's like just insane out of his damn mind and this is like the only thing that he has left in his life but he's just up there all day uh fucking that light (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird yeah there's like this there's obviously there's this relationship between the the two characters but you kind of get a sense that like they're obviously not going to get along right away and the opening not the opening shot but when young Thomas you kind of like as the viewer are watching more from his perspective right and he (laughs) He kind of like walks into the house. He like lights a cigarette and he's like slowly walking through this house. And you're getting familiar with the format of the movie, getting used to the black and white. And you're kind of slowly walking through uh, this little house that we're going to be, this this lighthouse that we're going to be spending time in for the, for the movie. And then young Thomas goes upstairs. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to drop off my clothes and like the shit that I brought with me. And then um, the shot is very interesting uh, because you it's just symmetrical it's just looking at the room with the two cots one on the left one on the right and there's like a chimney between them or something like that a little wall and young thomas goes and sits down on the left cot and he puts his stuff down and just sits there and all of a sudden you just hear a fart (laughs) yep and it's it's old thomas wakes uh he was pissing and i'm thinking there's water coming from the ceiling it's just like water falling from the ceiling making this sound but it was old thomas just pissing behind him like oh it's not a chimney it's it's like a little urinal or literally it was, a chimney. It was just there. like bedpans is that what it was around. a chimney okay literally the first all right yeah, yeah but the he's first just, thing i wrote down in my in notes face. is thomas farts that's literally the first thing i, I have in my notes <laughs> yeah. it was really funny and it's just there's comedy in this movie and Let's actually get into the comedy of this because oh, man. there is. Com- you didn't think any of this was funny, Dave? I mean, it's all some of it. There were some parts that I think were funny that probably weren't intended to be funny. But I mean, the best the best part of the, I guess, the most comedic part is tell me you like my lobster. Like, oh, okay, they're getting yes. they're getting pissed strong. I mean, I think this is probably also the. I don't know if it was oh, a turning well, I would point. Oh, have a steak. I'd, if I had a steak, oh, I'd fuck I it. I would fuck <laughs> it. Like, yeah. Tell me you love me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that point when they're talking about the lobster is when uh, fucking old Thomas does his insane monologue cursing uh, young Thomas to the depths of the sea. Like, that, that was, was a, there's a lot insane. of like foreshadowing going on there too, because like once he's cursed, basically, I mean, nothing, I guess nothing good really happens to anybody in the movie, but. Like shit starts. That's part of the downward spiral because they're getting shit faced together, and you can tell that something's gonna. One of these nights, just drinking. But, I'm, I'm assuming it was vodka. They're just pounding and they're spilling it everywhere. I'm like, you guys are just. 
gin or something like that. After yeah. that Drunks. crazy, uh, well, after that crazy monologue with the whatever the lobster and then the monologue. After all of that, they still have the comedic relief when Young Thomas just says, "I like your cooking," and then that's fine, the end of the scene. Fine, uh, have it your way. That cracked well, that yeah. cracked me up. Fine, he he says that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's just he's just got to put up with his uh, antics, but uh, yeah, I also get so. I, I don't know if it's like the first. I think it's the second night when they when they're drinking. Young Thomas is like losing himself. He's literally going crazy, and he starts singing. And you know how they like stomp and they're like, and they keep doing that. But like, but there's like this long cut almost of Young Thomas like drinking and singing. He's just he's like insane. Like man, this actor is in these guys i gotta say man like that monologue like i don't want to go past that monologue right that wasn't like, he, fucking when he talks about tell, tell, yeah he, but you're finding me you're finding me a lobster and he's like you love me cooking he goes into that and then he just and he just like says whatever he does he triggers him the camera stays low willem dafoe stands high the lighting is coming from it's just a beautiful shot and i was just damn impressed that he so, could do that in one day. Yeah, take. like you said, that I was gonna bring that up. There was a I I read that that was all done in one take, that entire monologue. No way. Yes, it was all done in one take and Who Willem Dafoe Willem Dafoe, Willem could Dafoe do this. didn't blink for over two minutes in that entire scene. He was so fantastic. I mean, both of them are cr- great. Both he's got of them crazy are great. eyes. Willem the Dafoe crazy eyes are was what so good. Like you believe the shit that, that's coming out of his mouth, like the Oh yeah. And his voice, yeah, like how he did the voice. Well, some of the, it's like he actually. Sp- there, there was another uh, effect that I read that Robert Pattinson did some pretty crazy stuff to like psych himself up for some of the more emotionally draining scenes. Um, like okay. he would he would beat himself in the face. Um, if when it was raining, he would drink the rainwater in between takes. He would spin around in circles. He would stick his fingers down his throat to try to make himself gag. And like puke. That's like amazing. He was just Whatever. Trying to make himself go crazy and just get into character. Like some of that shit is awesome. I, I'm not familiar with his acting at all. Like I didn't watch Twilight and I don't think Dave, nope. I know you, you make your comments on like, <laughs> My Vampires Don't Sparkle. So I'm assuming you didn't watch his movies either. I've seen, uh, how uh, do you one, think about but, what? Yeah. That's. What, what What did you think of his acting in this? Those, they're both were absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I mean the the other highlight of the movie is like the the filming techniques and the other one is the they're acting out all this crazy shit that's happening. I wouldn't I wouldn't put the story as high of, on high of a bar, but I mean I don't, yeah, I the mean, shit that there's they, not much of a story, but yeah, I was gonna say the story. Yeah, there's not much of a story. It's just kind of like the descending into into madness. Yeah, well, yeah, all that metaphors and allegories and all that stuff can take it or leave it. I'd rather I would rather it be. I thought it'd be more. I guess not scarier if you saw the stuff that was going on, but because there's a lot of weird shit, like you see the mermaid and all that stuff. But like, if you knew, if it was more of a story and less of an interpretation. I guess. One note I had written down was um, simply uh, "mermaid vagina." <laughs> when they showed that, that was uh, yeah, that was weird. Yep, that yeah, was a dude. weird one. Um. But apparently that was actually based on like a shark anatomy, which was pretty interesting. Uh, like they designed it after like how a shark's genitals look. So I thought that was a fun fact. Um, 
But yeah, that that whole when he finds her the first time, he like takes the seaweed off the face and he starts putting it like you know going down. I'm like, there's gonna be fucking scales down there. There and then then cut to, you know, the mermaid waking up and screaming in his face, and then he oh goes running off. But then he never act. He never actually says anything about it, which is no. He walks weird. into the I house would... and he gets yelled at for like not washing the floor enough, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude, yeah, she was screaming so loud. It's cl- so he's insane at that point, right? Like, is it is he insane? Is that or... what's going on? Or is he haunted by guilt? Or or, or are there monsters? Why I don't know. Why would he react the way he does? It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that's like, you don't know what's real, what's fake, what's a metaphor, what you're in supposed, what you're supposed to interpret there. It's kind of all, up to, you know, he kind of leaves it up to the viewer to decide like, okay, what does this mermaid mean? You know, I feel like I kind of took everything at face value um, until I, you know, until that it was kind of obvious that they were both going insane. Like, yeah. The whole mermaid thing, that was kind of before their, like, real, like, dissension into madness. Um, so that one was kind of like, did that actually happen? Or are we supposed to believe this is all in his head, you know? Yeah, because he's still under the normal four weeks that they're supposed to be there. And I'm like, four weeks, bro. I mean, like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you have company and you have a lot of work to do. Um, and you're not really drinking. You might have a sip to kind of keep the old man, like, happy. But, like... Why are you going insane? But we also know he's fucking haunted for what he's done. So maybe he has some conscience. It's weird because he doesn't want to kill the bird. Every time he gets in his way, he's like trying to get rid of it. He's like, get out of the way. Then he starts throwing rocks. And he's like, oh, you really shouldn't do that. Because if you kill one, uh, it's bad luck. So just don't ever do it. And then he's like, all right. And he tries to avoid it. But then he gets pushed to the limit. <laughs> and he's just tired of the shit. And then he loses his shit. And then it's... And it comes, it comes to like this point where it's like, is this a man versus nature thing? You know, where like, I don't know, like it, he comes from Canada where what does he do? Cuts down trees, destroying trees, logging them and all that stuff is like nature out to get him and punish him. You know, this bird is haunting him. The waters make it so that like he's trapped on this place. It's, um, then he's eaten alive by like seagulls at the end. So but then again, it's like also there's this story of him basically being like Prometheus in some weird way where Prometheus steals the the fire or light from the gods to give it to humans. But Prometheus was supposed to be a good guy who's trying to help out the humans. Um, but he's also like a shapeshifter and he's also a trickster. And if you look at young Thomas, he's like taking people's identities, you know, and he's kind uh, of a trickster and stuff that. like that. Um, so he... And, and he does, and he does steal it. And then the death pose at the end, when he's like being eaten by the seagulls, is definitely based off of a famous painting uh, of the same thing of of Prometheus being eaten by uh, yep. an eagle the uh, eating his liver. Yeah. Well, that and like no, uh, when he does the curse, that, like comes and eats his liver once a day or something. When he does the curse, mm. I thought he mentioned like animals feeding on him and him turning into nothing but the sea or blah 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 blah. And, I had the what's that's the, all foreshadowed, yeah. And that little metaphor where like uh uh what is it? Archimedes, I forget. Well the one that flew too close to the sun and the wings melted and fell back down to earth and kinda of like towards the end. Icarus? Is it Icarus? Yeah. 
Icarus, yeah. yeah. Where, like, you know, after, I guess, back up a little bit, when he finds the book, um, like, that's kind of a, that's kind of like the last straw, I would say, in the in the insanity where, like, Oh, I can't are, blame him, even if he wasn't snapped. under oh, yeah. turpentine. But he, yeah. he calls him a liar and, like, stuff there <clears throat> because he's writing, like, you know, that he was lazy, that he didn't show up for days of work and stuff like that to kind of fucking throw him under the bus, but... Does he say in there that old Thomas is a liar and that he like he's lying about his past too? I thought I caught something about that, but I don't know. I could have just been. Yeah, there was there was a whole thing where well, like old Thomas claimed he was like a sea captain and yeah. like, who was like a captain of all these ships and everything, and like the whole story about how he like his leg got messed up, broke and all a that leg. Stuff. Yeah, I broke his it was leg. A lie. It was all that stuff was fake. Yeah, all that stuff was a lie. Yep. Alzi's he's just a lighthouse keeper. He was never this like glorious ship captain that he claimed to be and all that stuff. Yeah. So, basically after that, that was like, another another thing. Uh Pattinson, young Thomas, just basically he's just like, Yeah, fuck this guy. I'm gonna basically I think they brawled after that. That was after one of the, the big bad hurricanes, because that's how he got his hands in the book, but that's basically like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fucking kill old Thomas, and this is gonna be done like they were about to kiss, and then they started yeah. punching there was some, each there was other. There's some weird, uh, yep. yeah, some homoeroticism between the two of them throughout it, and like, yeah, there's a there a flashback like when he's jerking off to the mermaid, he flashes back to the guy that he killed, and I'm like, is that part of yep. what he feels guilty for, you know? And then he's out here on the island all alone with the old sea captain. And they get a little too drunk, and they're like laying in each other's arms a lot of times when they're fucking shit faced. It's weird. They're slow dancing at one point, but yeah, the uh, the one place I saw they called it because like they do a lot of these monologues and like there's a lot of like quotes from poems and poetry and all sorts of that stuff, and they called it Sailor Shakespeare, which I thought was a really good ex- like hmm. That's a nice. really good description of like how they talk because there's a certain there's a lot of metaphors in what they're saying too and stuff like that but when he's you know so many he beats the shit out of old thomas and he makes him bark like a dog which is kind of like his Mm -hmm. assertion of thomas making him making him crawl out to the hole that they dug on the ground about that and then make it starts burying him while he's alive yeah and old thomas is given like this long speech as he's getting buried alive like that was a i love it that was a fucked up spot so good and then he's just like fuck it grab the keys yep grabbed his keys and ran up to the lighthouse and i'm like this dude is not fucking dead we we all know that well no he doesn't he goes like in the house he goes in the house and then old thomas has an axe and he buries into his arm and yep. he's like, oh, you fucking old man. And he takes it out and he Dude, like he throws it into the ground. And He didn't even miss a beat. He just like ripped it out of his arm and just fucking right into. Uh, well, hit him with the hit head. him with yeah, the pan first and then. Hit him with the teapot thing. Yeah. yeah. And then just fucking took the axe out of his arm and buried it into old Thomas's head. And that was the end of him. Well. And then. I mean, we get to the end of the movie. Young Thomas has free reign of the lighthouse. Um, so he's he, in bad shape, though. He's yeah, he's injured. He's he's all fucked up from his fight with old Thomas. So he clambers up to the the top of the lighthouse, unlocks the gate, and this was it one like of the crazier scenes him. in the movie. Yeah, like that whole scene of um, the light revealing him 
revealing to uh, young Thomas and like the laughing and this distorted sound in that scene was uh, it's pretty uh, pretty intense. Yeah, I don't know if it was scary. But it was definitely wild. It, yeah. I've never seen a shot like That's that. It's like the, yeah, because he's getting the gate, like he gets, he ends up murdering to get past, you know, the gatekeeper or whatever. So basically, mm-hmm. he's not worthy of the light. Is that the? The light, the light rejects him is the thing. The light yeah. rejects See that? him. Because he he's throws him twice. and then he falls down the yeah. stairs. Yeah. Or more. He says that he was even a so bad yeah, guy before basically, that And his eyes are completely burned out. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yep, the light was yep. So into, I didn't. I I forgot about that. Like tor- at the end, the last scene when the seagulls are picking. I out thought Burge just ate stuff. his eyes out. Yeah, his eyes are yeah, they're burned, burned out. out. So okay. That's what I thought at first, but it makes sense that the light would have burned out his eyes. Yeah, yeah, and he's tied down on rocks, and there's seagulls eating him, which is just another like mythological reference it's another yeah all that i mean there was so. obviously a whatever a, there's a suspension of disbelief throughout this entire movie but it's assumed that he's dead when he falls down the stairs so then how does he get out outside naked he and then crawled. the seagulls are well, start picking he at probably him crawled because like he when he falls the gate underneath him falls or whatever happens with the light he like falls and lands drops like six feet and he breaks one of his legs and he starts tumbling down the stairs so he's got like a axe mm-hmm. wound. He's been drinking nothing but like shit. Um, he hasn't been eating. Um, all the stuff is going on. So I think he's just slowly dying. And I think this is the final thing. And if there is a spiritual element to it, it just basically rejected him, burned his eyes out. And it's he's just being tortured by the island or the light or whatever, or whatever it is. Yep. Because it's keeping him alive enough where he's getting the Prometheus death where... You're you're alive and long enough, yep. but you can feel Eesh. birds eating your innards, and this is probably the biggest horror scene out of the whole movie. I would say is this closing scene. Otherwise, it's not. Yeah, it it's pretty... more the audio is scary because of the foghorn and the screaming of the uh, mermaid. Dude, the the yeah the and the music like it's not even like music. It's just these heavy like eerie tones throughout the entire yeah. movie, which I thought was really effective. Like it's not really it's not really music. It's just like this i don't know it creates this insane like sense of dread throughout the entire thing um and there's definitely some like lovecraftian elements going on with like tentacle monsters and all that stuff um and just the tone of everything is ex- ex- existential dread um throughout the entire thing so <laughs> when, really, when old, wake, old thomas wake makes his final last attack on young thomas for burying him alive he like comes out do you guys remember what he said no, off the top of my head, he he yells, "Tell me like my cooking or something like that." <laughs> Did he really? He yells yeah. the food. That's he was funny. still hell bent on being. A- he was still mad about the food. I thought that was insane. Like, what is that? What is the meaning? Why would be like, "Tell me you love me cooking," and he like buries his max into his shoulder, but that's what he yells. Like Thanos, like, should have oh went for the head. God. Should have went for that. We all saw what happened in Infinity War. We all saw. There was one thing you mentioned before, yeah. like the, like the lighthouse. It it gave me like that feeling, like because everything all takes place in this island or whatever. But it gave me that feeling, like the like in The Shining when they're like all in the one place. Like the the, mansion, the setting yeah. is like a character okay. in in the movie, which was kind of cool. This one that's a little more. Uh, theoretical, I guess you could say, but yeah. 
I like movies uh, like that. It's, it's cool when, yeah, I think we said it an well, episode or two ago about well, we something. We were talking about but... it with The Thing. We were talking about it with The Thing. Yeah, like, that's what it was. It's yeah. so claustrophobic. I mean, you have you have the lighthouse, you have their shack where they live and sleep, you have, like, the shed, and then you have, like, the Yeah, that small base. Machinery. It's Die Hard. But, yeah. Same so, thing. Die Hard takes place in, like, one building. There's a movie called Moon. It takes place in a small little station. Oh, I love moon. moon. Yeah, it's, oh, fanta- yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, there's a lot. Moon. Yeah, there's a lot of... Mo- you never heard of that movie? Sam Rockwell. Oh, I love well, Sam Rockwell. It. It's really good. Yep. Yeah, uh, Shawshank Redemption takes place in a prison. It's cool when there's like one setting and everything is filmed in this one location. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I definitely dig that. Yeah. Because you get, you get real familiar with the surroundings and kind of where mm-hmm. each scene is taking place in lo- relation to the others and stuff like that. So, Speaking of the location, cool. mm-hmm. um, there was some good, good uh, facts here. Like, they built everything um basically from the ground up like they were they were actually searching for a lighthouse to use for the movie but they couldn't find one that they liked i so saw they actually that just built their own couldn't believe it yep they built this really? 70 foot tall lighthouse Isn't replica, that crazy? and they made a like replica lenses of like time like time accurate like period accurate um what the lenses would have been like through that in that time and they, they were actually sure. like functional lenses um like lighthouse lenses which was pretty awesome um and so they filmed in nova scotia like off the coast of nova scotia um and like most of the weather conditions and everything that you see was real like um a lot of this i figured it it looked pretty real like most of the most of the shots where you see it's like raining and it's shitty weather storming and all that stuff like it's it's real stuff they only use like some rain machines for a couple of the scenes so like that was also a key factor in like getting uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe into character was they were literally subjected to these terrible weather conditions. Um, so they were just like wet and like angry going, going, probably going slightly insane. Well, they also said that they didn't, they didn't like speak, uh, speak to each other on set because they were too exhausted from like filming. So they didn't like hang out after they were done because all the scenes were so emotionally draining. I would want to hang out with old thomas i was gonna say like the the way they made Wilm defoe look and he's 60 like right now he's 66 so he was like what 64 when they probably filmed this or 63 the guy's in the 60s mm-hmm. and he's been thrown around and it looks like it's him um he's i gotta give him credit for like dude yeah being in- well and and when they they made him uh, like crawl on the ground when he was the, yeah. The dog. I was like, saying that crawling I was just up like, the hill and man, like over these rocks and stuff. Like, I'm 40 man. and I hate bending over to get my kids' toys. I'm like, man, I gotta say, like <laughs> being stuck on an island filming this shit and this shit weather and you're doing all this stuff. Like, well, in the fall, just got good shape, so many pretty good shape for an old guy. Yeah, he got so many points for his acting and his dedication to this role. And then I also got to say that um, uh, his co his co uh actor his or whatever uh, character, he had a fantastic mustache. I just really liked oh, yeah. that guy's mustache. Uh, young Thomas's mustache was fantastic. Um, so, all right, Dave, we all agree that this movie is filmed fucking perfect, right? It's just like, yeah. there's not a shot in this movie that I don't like. Um, the The story fell flat. Now, w- could you recommend this movie to people or what would you like? What, what, what can you say about it? Because Eric and I really liked it. Eric wants to see it again, but you're not really in the same boat. Did you I mean, not like it? It's or... all right. It's not, uh-huh. it's not a movie that I would watch for fun or 
I mean, it's a good thing to see. Like you got it. Like you said before, you got to see it like once just to kind of see it and appreciate the work and everything that went into it. But, uh, I don't know. I had some good parts. It had some weird parts. It kind of left me unsatisfied, but <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie, but it was, uh, it's just a little unsatisfying in parts because I don't know the not getting all your questions answered and leaving things up to interpretation. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I like my questions answered and sometimes I like to be spoon fed my plot points sometimes, you know, <laughs> It depends, but no, it was, it was good, but as well as ones that like, you know, I may watch again in a couple of years or something like that, but it's not one that I need to go digging back into anytime soon. That's so wild, Dave. I, I really thought you and Eric would have loved this. <laughs> I thought you would like it more and here, it, here Eric is Reminds me like... of all those weird artsy movies I had to watch in college. Like, <laughs> I've, I've I, seen them. Say, I took a film a class too before. in college and yeah. I definitely get that sense for years with the with the film techniques and everything. But no, this is one like I would just recommend this to people. And like I just because just because I want to see what they think, you know, which this is kind of your the approach you took with us, Brandon. Like, just want you guys to watch this and just tell me what you think about it, because like there clearly there is some like um, mixed opinions on it. Like you either really liked it or you just hated it because I mean, Dave seems like he's kind of in the middle. I'm it. Like, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Like I appreciate, like stuff. appreciate the, the artistry that went into it, the acting that went into it, the techniques that went into it. The story was decent, but it's just, you know, I like to have a little more, I don't know, solid answers to what's going on. Not, not even what's going on, but like, you know, how things end and how mm-hmm. things go. It's like, it's, it's... I think part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because I kind of took everything at face value. Like I, I let the movie take me along for the ride, you know, and like this movie is almost two hours long, but it really didn't feel like it. Like, I don't know. My eyes were glued to the screen the entire time. And I, just, it was just yeah. one of those movies where you kind of want to just see what happens next. Just cause like there's so many fucking crazy things going on. So it's like, man, I got to I just got to keep watching. Like, I would recommend this is what I did last night. Like, just I mean, I think it's best to watch this movie alone in the dark with headphones on. I know. That's what I did. That would be fantastic. It was great. You would think it'd be like scary, but like, no, it's not. It's just atmospheric. It's cinematic. It's got killer acting. Um, It's gorgeous to look at. You've never seen anything like this, and it's so, it's like, hey, you know movies? Yeah, right. Yeah, of course, you know movies. Well, did you know that you could do this with a movie? And it's just like, wow. That is... It can be a square. It can be black and white. It can be old yep. school lenses. It could be art. It could be mysterious. It could be so many things. I think, like, I'm glad you guys watched. I'm glad you guys were open to do this episode because this is one of those movies that's different from everything else we've been watching. And I just thought this would be a great conversation. So, I mean, that's all it's going to do thing I really for anybody that watches it. it. Yeah. Is that like, I don't know. This movie just felt unique to me. Like, Very, I mean, yeah. with the filming, with the filming techniques and all that, like, and the concept and everything. Um, and I think that's largely a lot of the reason why I liked it is just because it, it's really not like anything I've, seen before so 
Yeah. Uh, so the lighthouse uh, came out what back in 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yep. And the in the movie he did before that was called The Witch. It looks like two V's to make the W, but it's uh, The Witch. And it's pretty much the same style. I enjoyed this way more than the other movie. And the other movie has fantastic acting, shot gorgeously. I, I just didn't like that story. But this guy, he's like two years younger than you and I, Dave. And I I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I think we have a, a very um, talented director up and coming right now. You know, I think I have high hopes mm-hmm. for this guy. I Even though I didn't really care for The Witch, I'm glad I watched it. I really appreciated his technique, and then they see the lighthouse, and I think it's like a masterpiece. So well, that was weird because, like, I didn't know this guy. I didn't know the director or anything he's done before. I mean, I've heard of the witch and everything, but I didn't know the name, Robert Eggers. And like, I I watched like an interview with him, and like for some reason I was picturing him as like some old like fogey guy. Like, no, he's I don't like know. younger, and he's got a brother but he's, uh, named yeah, Max he's like, Eggers, and it's cool. It's like, oh, it's like Christopher Nolan and his brother. I love when there's a Cohen brothers or something like that. I like when there's brothers that work together to do this shit. And it was also really cool because before he even wrote the script for this movie or like even knew where this movie was going, he knew he had already decided that he was going with the film technique that he went with, like with the black and white aspect ratio and like how it was filmed with the with the 1930s lenses and everything. Like before he even wrote the script or did any of that. Well, like that's cool like, because this is how it's going to be filmed because I want it to look like this. It worked out because his brother was also working on a. He was trying to make a screenplay for a, an un like an unfinished story written by Edgar Allan Poe, about the light mm-hmm. like called the lighthouse, and all they really kept was like it feels like name. an Edgar Allan Poe movie. Yeah, and he's like I I don't know what else to do with it, and then his, and then Robert sat down with him and was like all right let me let me see, and then they kind of went through stories of like men on islands and there's a ton of like mysterious things that have happened on islands but they came up with this based on some other things and they kind of mashed those things together but I, yeah I, I think it's just a cool movie and I just think this guy I, I forget he's got something else I think in the works maybe that's going to be really dope but um, yeah I don't know this is this well, is one nice of those see. movies that you, it's nice to see like an original idea it's not like a remake of anything correct. it's not a reboot of anything like this is something that they wrote and they got made and you know i think it's oh it's great to see like yeah like you said like fantastic filmmaking you know original ideas nice writing people that write it are also the ones that are making it is also another fantastic thing which is probably why the direction of it was so clear and what he wanted so like, you just get those ideas sometimes where you're like you know like you put pen to paper and you're like yeah i'm i'm the only one that came up with this so so Robert Eggers, I was just looking it up. He's got two movies in the works right now as writer and director. One of them okay. uh, that's slated to come out in 2022 is called The Northman, which is about a Viking prince who is seeking justice for the murder of his father. And Sounds then cool. he's also working on a Nosferatu uh, remake, which is really interesting. That sounds sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Bringing God. Bringing Drac back into it? Yeah. Yeah, more vampires. There we go. <laughs> I know, right? But well, Willem Dafoe was also in a movie about uh, Nosferatu, uh, so that's interesting. I wonder if he'd be involved. But anyways, that, that's fantastic. Okay, well, that's good. I looked at the Adds quotes the for this movie, and it, and it goes: Thomas Wake, 
what? Ephraim Winslow, what? <laughs> Thomas Wake, what? Ephraim Winslow, what? Just the, what, 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 what? That was such a good scene. Oh, oh my God. man. It was so out of nowhere, too. What? 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 Yeah, just randomly, what? What? And it just goes, that's, that's just, just like, what, 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 what? It's just like, oh, they're going insane and they're, they're on just each other's nerves. completely out of their fucking minds at that point. Oh, and then real quick, before we get end this, um, why'd you spill your beans? So why'd you spill your beans? That was like the only like horror moment for me because he's old Thomas is saying, don't tell me anything about your personal life. You just, this is where we kind of like, and then he's like, but I trust you. I'm going to tell you, he's like, don't spill your beans. And then he tells him. And then that night they get hammered beans. And then he wakes up or something like that. And they're all like hammered on like the weird concoction that they've made. And he just goes, Why'd you spill your beans? Tom? Tom? Why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? And it's just this ominous shot because it just keeps repeating you, yeah. you don't see anybody and you're just like kind of moving through the lighthouse why you spill your beans like, spill what your the beans. fuck is going on man that's when it gets a little creepy <laughs> but yeah that was not too scary but i was kind of creeped out at that point just the way they did it uh again willem dafoe's acting was killer on this i'm good i'm just glad that we we talked about this movie uh do you guys have any final things you want to say I'm good. Put a bow on it. No, I think I've said yeah, yeah, everything that I've wanted to say. I would, yeah, I would recommend it. If say if I mean if you've listened to this and haven't actually watched it, if you have any interest at all in our conversation, I would just say go watch it. You won't be disappointed. It's on Amazon Prime. Like even if you like hate this movie, I feel like you'll be glad that you experienced it. But yeah, you might be a little disappointed, but you'll still be glad you saw it. If we're lucky, we'll get Dave to uh, hope you're up to up to date on your Greek mythology and stuff like that. Sorry, <laughs> no, Dave. I want you to do the <laughs> the Thomas Wake speech some point in your life. I just need to say, <laughs> Triton, hark! Oh Bello, my God. Benny, there's a I'm lot of those like, out there on the oh, internet. Oh, are there? They wrote oh. it all in one line too. It's kind of it's insane. <laughs> All right, we're done with this movie. Uh, let's go. I-, I got a game. I got a new game. It's called uh, Word. <laughs> Word. Uh, um, it, you don't know if it's a game, movie, or TV show. I'm going to give you one word, and uh, and then you got to guess what it is. But yeah, let's we'll get into that. But let's take a break, and then we'll play our game. It is game time. We are back with a game. A new game. A game that I like to call Word. 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 <laughs> Bird is the word. It, yeah, it's I came up with this I don't know if this is like a game that already exists, but it's basically I'm gonna give you one word 
And out of the two of you, Eric and Dave, you have to say your name, right? Once you think you know what it is. So uh, the first one to get it gets a point. Um, One word at a time. It will be either a game, a movie, or a TV show. So good luck. I handle that. Any other, any questions? That's like the old uh, pyramid game show. Okay. Similar to that. Ten thousand. All right. Let me get my list. Then they bumped it up to twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Woo. (laughs) All right. First to three. I hope this goes over well because we've never played Word before. There's been no there have been no practice rounds. That's for sure. No, I tried it with my wife, and uh, I was like, "All right, I gotta make this a little bit harder." Because she got it in like one. (laughs) I said like one word, and she got it like instantly. All right. All right, so are we doing the thing where we're locked out if we guess wrong, or what do we, do we want well, to do Well, you that, just got to wait till the other no. person. You can't just go, Eric, Eric, okay. Eric, you got know, and, and Dave's just like, has nothing. You can't, you got to at least res- let the other person have a shot. Or go it's to the next fresh word. fresh yeah. okay. for anybody to go after the next word. Yeah, once I say a word, and you both get it right, or, oh, I'm sorry, wrong, or don't say anything, we go to the next word. First one who gets it right gets the point. Word. Okay, here we word. go. Word, got it. <laughs> word? Word. Word. Okay. Word, dog. <laughs> All right, the first one is <clears throat> Tank. Eric. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> you are incorrect. Dave? Shit. That was- I'll get one in here. Uh, is it Matrix? Dave is correct. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tank? Tank, oh, one of the... Uh, what the fuck is Tank? One of the guys that runs the, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar. So- Yes. Okay. Yeah. We always do fucking Matrix in this trivia game. Um, <laughs> so many good things. I can't believe I got that. I was gonna be like, there's a lot of stuff with tanks in it. Maybe that's like a one. Exactly. That's why I put it. Well, the next word was gonna be leather. Reality. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got it anyway. Pills. So fuck sunglass. It. Well, hold on. You've seen the first Matrix. Though, I right? might have got it at pills. Yeah, but a long okay. ass time ago. All right. But it's the Matrix. Like, how do you forget anything about it? Okay. <laughs> no, He's got that great line. I probably would have got that at 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 pills. A tank. That means nothing to me. All right, here we go. Ready? Next point. Dave's got the first one. Here we go. Sun. Like S U N or S O N. The word is sun. Well, that doesn't. I will not. I yeah. will not clarify. Eric. Sun. Eric. Go for it. God of War, 2018. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say yes okay. there. Uh, sun could be a million different things. Um, uh, I guess I'll make a random guess on this one. I'm going to guess Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. How did you get this right? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. No. I don't even know if that's the, the right next, one. All right. Second word is dead. Sun and dead. Hmm. Hmm. Could be a game. Could be a movie. And you guys can just communicate to each other about passing if you want to go to the next word. Uh, don't wait for me. I'll just. Hmm. Sun and dead. Uh. Uh. Okay, I'm. I pass on this. Yeah, one. I'll pass. Okay, ready? 
Stillborn. Dave? Oh, no. Go for it. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Interview with the, the vampire? It's not his son no. that died, though. It was his daughter mm. that died and wife. Hmm. Nothing. I got I got nothing for that. Your next word is sticks. <laughs> oh, what the son? Fuck. Dead. Stillborn. Sticks. Huh. Son dead. Stillborn. Sticks. Game movie. TV show. I don't think there's going to be stillborns in video games, as weird as it is. Dead and sticks. No, I got nothing. Still got nothing. Holloway. Eric? I don't know. The Shining? (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. Hallway? What the fuck is Hallway going to (laughs) do? Uh... You want you want the next word? Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, never mind. What do you think, Dave? I think I haven't seen whatever you're talking about. Sun, dead, stillborn, sticks, Holloway, dog. And your next word is escape. Oh man, I need like to record your guys' reaction. <laughs> like, what? That's why I keep expecting. Like, I mean, I got the first one off of Tank, and this is what six, seven words. Man, yeah, I, I don't know. All about right, this ready? One. Here's a here, here's a good one. You guys ready? Yep. Father. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. Well, I, I assuming there's a dead stillborn, so of course there's going to be a father. Okay, alright, 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 ready? Alright, fine, good, good, ready? Fury. Furious anger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought this oh, by man. now, alright, I got a couple more here. You have to start giving us character names. Right. I I know, I know. <laughs> I feel, I feel, oh, well, here's the, here's the thing. I'm so cl- clever with what I'm doing that I've actually said some names. Um, you just probably don't know because those names are huh. also like uh, words. Uh, okay, here's here's a here's one. Ready? Greek. Eric. Hades. It's Hades. Yes. Okay. Apparently, Zagreus. Oh. Yes. You learned that he was a stillborn. I do remember and, that now. Sticks. Um, okay. Yep. A lot. And his that all makes well, sense. What is sticks? The river Styx comes in. The sticks is the oh, river. Sticks, S-T-Y-X. Yep. Son of Fury a I got is the up. who you keep fighting. Yeah. Yep. Now it all comes together. Yep. And son is not S U N. It's S O N. I did it on purpose. I'm sorry, guys, but so I was uh, thinking I was hung up on S O. Like I thought it was son though, like S O N the whole time. So. Okay. Cool. Okay, I like that one. All right, that was good. Son I'm glad that we got there. So and I can't good. believe Dave I'm kicking got, myself now. He got da- he got tank. To get uh, to give him um, Matrix, so I'm impressed with that. So it made me a little bit nervous, like, oh no. So, all right, cool. Uh, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> Inferno. 
Inferno. That's <laughs> a very a big S smile. That's face. a very specific <laughs> word, which makes me think it's like. I don't know if you guys are gonna know this is connected to this topic. I don't. I didn't know. I I just saw it. And I'm like, that's eh, a good. It's a cooler word to start off with. It's like Dante's Inferno. That's probably it. Yeah, it's not like it's not <laughs> that. I'll tell you that right now. It's not Dante's Inferno. <laughs> nope. Pass. Ah, uh, pass. Okay, ready. Map. Oh, uh, Eric. Firewatch. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, damn. Th- you got to admit that was a good yeah, guess. Yeah, it had though. me kind of like, I was like, ooh, would I have thought that? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, what, what do you got, Dave? Anything? You want to hear the next uh, one? I got a big, I got a big bag of nothing. <laughs> okay, ready? Coins. <laughs> uh, I see you writing them down, Dave. I love it. Is... <laughs> Inferno. I gotta, yeah, I got a map. Coins. Mm. I don't know. This is painting a picture in my head, but it's not. It's like Fireball Island. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. The next word is volcano, maybe. All right, ready? Gadgets. Eric? I don't think this is it, but it sounds like Hitman. Nope. It's not Hitman. No. Okay. Map, coins, gadgets. Can you repeat the words? Inferno. For me? Map. Infer- Inferno's throwing Coins. Me gadgets. Lots okay. of things have maps and coins and gadgets. Mm hmm. The Inferno is kind of throwing me off there. Hmm. Oh, pass. Eric? No, I thought of something, but uh, never mind. Uh, all right, ready? Ice cream. I was not expecting that. No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> not at all. Hmm. Could be frozen yogurt, but I think it's ice cream. Also, it hurts. It hurts my head to think this hard. <laughs> oh, God. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a juicy one. Ready, guys? You ready? Pirates. Uh, Eric. I don't. I don't know. Sea of Thieves. I don't fucking know. <laughs> nope. Ice cream. What the hell? Good guess though. Inferno. Map. Coins. Gadgets. Ice cream. Pirates. And. Underground. Eric? <laughs> All right. Is it the Goonies? It's the Goonies. Oh, my God. <laughs> dun, 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 I haven't dun, even dun, seen dun, that dun, movie, and I got dun, it. What's You've Inferno? never seen the Goonies? I've never seen the Goonies. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Inferno? Inferno is the name of One-Eyed Willie's ship. Oh. Uh, Map. So when I was looking coins. up keywords in that, I saw that, and I was like, I never knew that, but that's cool. And that's a cool word to start off. Uh, okay. the coins, are you talking about well, the little thing that he uses to find? Oh, I guess they well, get coins Well, they find there. A, a shit ton of coins, but there's also a scene Pirates. when uh, they think they found the treasure, and it's just a wishing well, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mouth is like eating Damn. them, basically. He's like... Damn. Well, I knew enough about the Goonies to get that one. So. I was 
thinking yeah, I was fantastic. thinking so much about games because of maps, coins, and gadgets. I know. I, I was thinking games too. Yeah, I know you were. Uh, uh, all right, ready? Dickhead, I am. Okay, here we go. So Eric has two. Dave has one. The next game is <clears throat> when I start game, but like the next Ooh, round is. Is it a game? Oh, oh, I don't know. Was that a mistake? Was it not? Oh, all right, ready? Soviet. Uh, Eric. Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. I like that. That is incorrect. <laughs> Soviet. Now, could be any number of Call of Duties. Mm-hmm. Could, could be, be a duty. Could be Rocky. <laughs> duty. It's got to be a very specific Call of Duty, though. Uh, I'll say Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Incorrect. Okay. Your next word well, is... I would have went with Cold War. Your your next uh, word is music. Hmm. Dave? Tetris? Yeah, dude. Yeah. What was oh. it? Oh. Music. Dave got it. It was Tetris. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, wow. the, the jingle popped in my I head. Wouldn't Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that connection. Wow. Yep. Okay. Color. Is the next shapes, one like blocks color, or something? Yeah, it was very simple. It was color, shapes, drop. Okay. Nintendo, I'm 1984, a... puzzle. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I might have got it. Yeah. Okay. That was a it's good one. It's called Tetris. Good, po- yep. good poll, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Impressive. All right. So it's 2 2. Here we final. go. Final. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be kind of like. I did this one purpose because I, I wanted to make it kind of on the quicker side. So good luck, gentlemen. Uh, it was a pleasure doing this game with you. I think uh, <laughs> I'd like you guys to host this one. Um, but may the best man win. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, God. Two to two. Whoever gets this wins. Ball. Eric. <laughs> I don't know. I just buzzed <laughs> in because I wanted to be the first. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think of something. Uh... Fucking pinball. I don't know. It's <laughs> very good no. guess. Yeah, I just picked just, a generic yep. game of pinballs. pinballs. <laughs> I was gonna say Sonic Spinball. I don't know why that popped into my head. Oh wow. I don't I wouldn't I don't think I could pull like a deep cut like that. That's just random. Yeah, something um that that generic uh I'll guess basketball. A classic. Oh, good, good guess. <laughs> classic that everyone incorrect. should go watch. It is a great movie. All right, your next word is honor. Honor ball. Hmm. Honor ball. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Nothing. All right. Ball. Uh. Yeah. I'll. I'll pass. All right. Ball. Honor. <laughs> Helmet. Dave, is this Spaceballs? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can see that connection. Oh, I was oh, thinking that's that. good, Dave. I like that. No, it's not. Uh, I'll just take a shot in the dark. Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what ball is in Game of Thrones? I don't know. There's probably a ball in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Ball. Honor, helmet, child, 
Eric, 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 Eric. Okay. The Mandalorian. You are correct, sir. Oh, damn it. That was a good one. That was good. That was yes. really good. good. It just well, came to me. It all, it all came together in my head. I had the big brain moment. The ball, yep. the little ball that he's playing with. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, instead of honor, I almost put way, but I swapped and put way towards the end because I was like, the way. like. But yeah, you got it, Eric. That was... uh. All right, I, I I was a lot of fun for good. me watching you guys. Oh, that was fun. Oh my god, I was struggling uh, for a bit there. Uh, it was good. Davey came that was out tougher strong. than I thought it would be. Goonies yep. and Hades, two that I should have had. Yep, Goonies no. one. That's gonna stick in my craw there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude, Eric, uh, he got it. He's never seen the movie, and uh, that just made uh, we got a. That's a, that's a movie hole, man. That's like that I think it's hole. in like the national oh, history. Big. I think it's like documented that like in the government of like a, a an important piece of cinema or something it's, like that. It's, it's a like classic. In, it's like inundated in pop culture so much that I know so many like of the references and everything. It holds so. up. I love that movie. It's more yeah. of a right. It's not even like does it hold up. It's just why does this hold up? <laughs> you know, it's it's a great. It's a fun movie. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that and we'll, we'll come back to that. But yeah, that was awesome. Um, so, real quick, uh, Eric, just remind people how they can get a hold of us, and then we'll close sure. out. You can get at us at uh, Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, send us an email at Nomads of Fantasy at gmail um, You can. Get out of, uh, watch us, follow us at twitch.tv slash nomads of fantasy. Maybe watch Dave's play some more Resident Evil 7 upcoming. <laughs> I'll be there. Listen to Brandon. <laughs> Listen to Brandon. Watch me. Uh, yep. We're going to be doing that one in two weeks. So I got to start playing that game. Um, what else? Uh, I'm gone yeah. next week. I don't know if we have to oh, bring yeah. that up, but we have some, we might have a guest. We could tease it. We get, yeah, we might have uh, a couple guests coming on the show for a surprise episode. So that should be fun. Um, stay tuned. I don't want to tease it too much, but it'll yeah. be a nice, uh, nice surprise. Looking forward. If you liked anything you heard today, tell a friend. Tell a Do friend. Us all solid. Do all us all solid. Spread the word. I don't, I don't want your reviews. Tell me. Yeah. Tell a friend. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's awesome. the best best way uh, to help us out is just tell a friend about the show. Um, word of mouth is huge for us uh, just to get the word out. Everyone out there, get more listeners. Tell one friend about the show and tell them to listen to the latest episode. <laughs> and that'll, that'll make pick, us very happy. Pick your poison. It goes it goes all around. So there's always something, something for everybody. everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows a nerdy friend. Well, if you're listening to this episode, I edited it. And <laughs> the next episode, I won't be around. Eric is oh going boy. to take over the role of hosting. And I believe we're going to have a, a special guest hopping in there. So good luck with that. And yeah, if you don't like the audio of that episode, you take it up with Eric, not me. <laughs> but Blame Brandon because he's no. abandoning us going on vacation. I'm going to Disney How with my dare family, you? man. Oh man, I'm so How pumped. dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be here in spirit. I will actually be excited to hear it too. So, but uh but other than that, yeah, that's that's some news from behind the scenes uh just kind of people who are listening to the show uh with as we record these shows, uh just a little heads up 
but that's coming up. Other than that, I'm glad you guys watched that movie. I had a lot of fun. I also had a lot of fun with this game at the end here. So let's wrap up and I'll see everybody in like, I don't know, two weeks. Let's get out of here. Go. See ya. The dams got to the provisions. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. Uh, no, what does he say at the end? <laughs> you shouldn't have spilled your beans. Uh... Shouldn't have spilled your beans. What? <laughs> what? 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 like in the tempest and plunge us right through your gullet bursting ye a bulging bladder no more but a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff or part of Winslow, 
even any scantling of your soul is Winslow no more, but is now itself the sea. All right, have it your way. I like to cook it. <laughs>